Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. All right, we are going to continue with the subject, Plan, Purpose, and Pursuit. Remember I told you when I started that we are going to spend quite some time on this subject. How many of you remember? How many of you don't remember? How many of you remember? How many of you don't remember? May the Lord help you today. <laughs> Amen. All right, plan, purpose, and pursuit. And uh, we have been dealing on this for quite some time now. And um, <clears throat> we are going to continue with this. And, and one thing I want to say to us, it is not too late for you to walk in the plan and purpose of God for your life. I know some people will say, well, pastor, I'm too old now. I don't think I will be able to. Listen, you could be 100 years old and still come into the plan and the purpose of God for your life. Amen. So I want you to just write these questions down and I want you to ponder yourself with these questions. And I still have more to um, bring to you by virtue of time as we begin to progress uh, today. Number one, who am I? Who am I is a question of identity. Who am I is a question of identity. Where am I from? Where am I from talks about the source. I hope you are writing. Why am I here? Why am I here is a question of purpose. What can I do is a question of potential. What can I do? And where am I going is a question of destiny. Now, I want you to understand that the question, if you can help my mic, amen. I want you to understand that the questions that I have just given to you is not a question that must be answered by your biological parenthood or by your state of origin or by where you emanated from. This is a question that must be answered within the context of Christ. Within the context of Christ. Remember, Paul talked about identification with Christ. Where am I from? He said you are born of God and as a result you have overcome the world. So, every of these questions must be answered within the context of Christ. Now, I asked you some time ago, why don't you want to die now? And simply, the reason is because many people know that they have not fulfilled their purpose in life. So, Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for, by, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Remember that we have been saying that everything that God created, he created for his pleasure. Including you being born again. Are we together? Are we together? So, I stated last um, two Sundays ago that every designer creates a product to meet the purpose they want it for. That no product you find on earth was created to operate on their own. 
Are we together? And every product have the seal of the manufacturer on those products. So, we are looking at God's design. You are God's design. He created you. Hence, he created you for a purpose. He didn't create you to just be in existence. Just to exist. So, why am I here today? So, every manufacturer manufactured those products to meet their plan. And do you know the interesting thing? The day the product you hold in your hand came into limelight was not the day it was actually created. Are we together? In the process of thinking of creating, you will see where the manufacturers come together and they are saying, let's see Samsung for example. What is iPhone doing that Samsung is not doing? You know, today I'm not going to be biased. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be biased today. God still loves you who use Apple. <laughs> yeah? You understand the point now? <laughs> God still loves you. We, we can't discriminate. Glory to God. <laughs> so, what is Apple doing that Samsung is not doing? Ah, okay. Apple, they try to take good pictures. They try. They try. But let us make a phone whose picture clarity can meet the standard of the best camera in the world. Samsung. <laughs> now, understand something here. They didn't wait to manufacture that product yet before they think about those things. It is after they were done, they now created. They first created a prototype. Remember Christ, the firstborn from the dead? The prototype. And then everyone that is created, you know, I used to work in a technology company that produces phones. Once those new phones are made, they send us prototype to just test run. And so they give it to us for free. I never got the chance to get one. Some people did. Amen. And so they make use of them and say, oh, okay, there, there are glitches that needs to be fixed and all of those things. Praise God. So you notice that the moment you buy that product, it is in a box. The first thing you open that box, what do you see? A booklet. A booklet, manual. You are not wrong. I'm going somewhere with this. A manual that contains how to fully operate the product. It contains the do's and the don'ts of that product. It tells you this is how you ought to use this product. Because if you don't use it this way, you may come to a point where it causes a disaster. Are we together? Let's, let's be honest with ourselves here. How many of you buy a product? And you actually read the manual back to back. <laughs> Glory to God. And you also noticed in some of those manuals contains the process how to put the products together. Okay? Now, that is what a manufacturer does. That means we are God's design. And in that design, to find out who exactly we are, we cannot do it outside of God's word. So, God's word is the blueprint for our life to follow. 
anything outside of this, what we will do is beating the hair. Is, is trying to reach out for something that we cannot reach out to. Are we together? That is why you notice some persons are killing powers that be and powers that don't be. And yet, two years, three years of their life, they are killing those powers and it seems not to be amounting to anything in their life. Why? Because they refuse to follow through with the patterns that is given in the scriptures. Anything God will ever say to a man is in the scriptures. So, you cannot do without the word of God. That is the plan of God for your life. That was why the word tells us you meditate upon these things day and night. It is in the word you will find out what you must do to walk by the spirit. Now, anyone who refuses to follow God's word will live a life where they just think this is it. Praise God. So, God's word is the pattern given to us to see all that God has for us. God's word. Are we together here? Now, I know there's a number of us here who think, oh, you know, I'm going to pattern my life according to the word. Look at Elon Musk. He didn't read the Bible, but he's successful. Remember, success is not a proof that you're in the plan of God for your life. That is why there are men who are trillionaires in the world. But they are not satisfied with the life they are living. Are we together? So, you need as a believer to continually find that God's plan and purpose for your life. Yes. And not be moved by people who are just following the worldly, the worldly things. They are moved by the things of the world. They are moved by things of the world. They see what is raining here today. They jump into it. Why? Because they do not have a pattern. Now, the people of the world do the same thing. Why? Because they do not have a pattern for their lives. But we have been given a blueprint. John the Baptist said, I came in the volume of the book. For it is written of me. God who had at sundry times and in diverse manners spake unto the fathers through the prophet, but had in these last days spoken unto us through the Father. All that we can ever be in life is in the scriptures. So we cannot live our life outside of the written word. Say to someone. <laughs> so Believers cannot follow the worldly things. The believers cannot follow the worldly things. I want you to know that there are people who are not following God's plan for their lives. Are we together? Now, they are just, they are just beating about the worldly things. Let's see Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, glory to God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. He says, ye had he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. Ye walked according to the course of this world. Remember when we say course, that is a path, a pattern of this world. In time past. According to the prince of the power of the hair, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. That means you are walking according to the spirit of the hair. Among whom also we all have had our conversation in time past 
in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and where by nature the children of what? Of wrath, even as others. So there are people who get influenced by this world. They are so worldly. Glory to God. I want to make something clear. Worldliness is not putting makeup on. No offense to ladies who wear makeup. That's not what, so that's why I'm correcting this. Worldliness is not by putting makeup on. When I first got saved, I went to a church, became a member of a church where a woman is not allowed to put makeup. Is not allowed to wear trousers. I didn't call names, so don't think of any names now. And they said, this is worldliness. Praise God. But worldliness is not about all those things. It's not even about what you are wearing right now. Because if we are to go by what to wear, 99% of people in this world are going to hell. <laughs> because in the Old Testament, you should not mix wool with cotton and all of those things. So, that is not what worldliness is all about. Are we together? I said, are we together? So, it is a way of life. It is an attitude. That conversation is a way of life. It is an attitude. Glory to God. Look at how Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says. Are you with me so far? And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, it is a way of life. It is the way you think. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Psalm, Psalm 1 verse 1, I will read 1 to 3. Psalm 1 verse 1. To three. Are you there? It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Now, the word, go back to verse one. The word counsel there is the word purpose. Are we together? Please pay attention. Is the word purpose. Now go to verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Verse 3. You see? The word. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall what? Prosper. So blessed is the man. That means if I walk in the worldly counsel, I am not walking in the will of God. If I walk in the counsel, that is the purpose of the world. I am not working in the will of God for my life. Am I communicating? Where's the usher? Please, somebody turn down this heat. It's, it's burning out here. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now, let's see First John 2. First John 2, chapter 15. I hope I'm communicating. This is the instruction. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. That we should love not the world. So the world cannot define our purpose. Remember, God is our creator. 
and he has given us the plans and the instructions to follow. He said to Timothy Paul now, that from a child you are given the Holy Scriptures, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation. And he begins to enumerate all things. So a believer ought to focus on what God is saying in his word. Not the world. The things of this world can be sweet, but the end is destructions. He says the lust of the eyes. Of the flesh and the pride of life. Now, how many of you remember that was what drew Eve to eating the fruit? <laughs> Glory to God. Somebody said the apple. <laughs> Glory to God. But how many of you know that? Those, those components, the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. Let, let's just quickly see. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. We are not going to stay there, but just Genesis 3, 6. And when the woman saw that the, the tree was good for food, and that it was what? Pleasant to the eyes. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her and did eat. Glory to God. So, the following the rudiment of this world will not get us to a place of fulfilling God's plan and purpose for our life. Let me ask you this question. How many of you desire to make all the trillions in this world and die unfulfilled? Nobody? Nobody? Now, am I saying you should not work or make money? That's not what I'm saying. You got to take care of things. You got to take care of bills. But in all that doing, there is God's plan for your life. You don't just jump into everything because this person is doing this thing now. Let me jump into doing it. Are we together here? This is the trend. You know, we live in a world that is, that, is, that is answerable to trend. This is the happenings now, so let us do it. But what happens to God's plan and purpose for your life? Because it didn't create you to just exist. How many of you know that? Let me, let me give you an acid test to know that you have not even fulfilled your purpose. Whenever you think of death and you are not willing to die now, is a proof that you, <laughs> you have not fulfilled your purpose. How many of you know that? I know somebody will say, ah, Pastor, no. Is he not dead? I can die. Let a lion enter here now. <laughs> if anybody will start speaking in tongues. <laughs> Praise God. But Paul, we read in Philippians 1, who said, I'm in a strait between two. It is better for me to die and go be with God, with Christ. But for your benefit, it's, better, it's good for me to stay. It is better for me to just leave this world and just go be somewhere and with the Father and I can wake up if there is waking up. <laughs> and I'm just loving Jesus. He said, but for your sake, so that your joy may be full. So, he refused to die at that time. And then he said to Timothy, I have fought a good fight of faith. I have finished my course. Then if you now go to, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where he now says, I am willing to die now, to be absent in my body because I have finished my course. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a test. It's not even about the money you have not made. Because if it's about the money, these rich people that are dying, the doctors have told would die. Don't think that they are just sitting there looking for no solution. They are looking for solution. But there is something missing that they have not met. 
So what is God's plan and purpose for your life? Glory to God. So, back to that 1 John 2, 15 to 16. The word lost there is an uncontrolled desire. Something that drives you. In fact, if you now look deeper into the meaning, he said an uncontrolled desire to do something that is forbidden. To do something that is forbidden. <laughs> Listen, if you really align yourself with God's word and you walk in God's purpose, there are things you will never think of doing. Even when the thought comes sometimes, you will remember what God has created you for. Am I communicating to church here? Are we still communicating? James will now say in James chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. Are you following me? He says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Notice what he's saying there. His own. His own. It means lost will be situated in selfishness. Lost will be situated in selfishness. Praise God. Now, in this world, can you really think of anything that is not directed to self? Think about it. If you want to marry, it's self. If you want to have children, it's self. If you want to go to school, it's self. So, those are your desires. Am I saying, no, all those things are not good in life for you to, um, to participate in? No, that's not what I'm saying. I, I told us a couple of weeks ago, I said, Pastor Brian was talking to me. He said, I just came out from this meeting where a group of billionaires met, where they are strategizing how to use their billions to bring one billion souls to Christ. I believe these are men who have sold out self that what they have is to bring souls to Christ. Am I communicating here? Are, we, are you sure? So don't ever think that when the laws come, oh, no, he said it is out of your own. So it is a desire, an uncontrolled desire from your heart. And we must not be given to it. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now, how many of you know that the walk in the flesh is selfishness too? You don't know? Walk in the flesh is selfishness. But walk in the spirit is not. And the truth of the matter is this. God will not stop your desire. Am I communicating here? God will not stop your desire. And loss there doesn't mean fornication alone. Because I'm, I'm talking about loss. Now everybody... Might be thinking, oh, pastor is only talking about fornication. No, 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 no. That's not the only thing that contains lust. As a matter of fact, just looking at it, when it talks about lust in Genesis, he didn't mention anything touching fornication. I know there, there is some arguments here and there, but let's stay within the context of the scriptures. Praise God. It covers so many things. So when I'm talking about loss, don't even let your mind be taking you to that area at all. Am I communicating here? 
And loss is controlled by what you want. It's controlled by what you want. Praise God. Now let's quickly see 1 Timothy 6.10. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some converted after, they have heard from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Now, I want you to pay attention to that. He didn't say money is the root of all evil. He said it is the love for it, your attitude for it. So, the system of this world will always live by strife. Because in this world, everyone is competing with one another. Am I communicating here? Where you know it is competition. That is, now, I, I don't know why I want to bring this in here, but maybe this will help you. Have you ever sat down to wonder? I'm not saying this is working in purpose and plan. But have you ever sat down to wonder why the Jewish community, they are so rich and wealthy? In their community, the Chinese community, here in America, have you ever wondered? But have you ever wondered why Africans? <laughs> because Africans, no matter what part of Africa you are from, have that mentality of competing. If I share this information with this person now, he might not be better than me. Whereas, in this other community, oh, are you trying... Sister Yemi is here. She can attest to this. There is a community, if they are buying houses, they pay cash for it. Am I like, where is she? It's not that that single person buying it owns the money. They all come together, put the money together and give to that person. Are we, are we communicating here? But we Africans, we want to compete with one another. Whose house is bigger? Who is making it and who is not making it? And then we are living in a facade to make people think. And we are now wearing people. Am I communicating here? Because if you look at Africans, people, they are wearing people. They are putting on the identity of people. I don't know if I'm talking to someone here. If you look at the shoes in your leg now, you may be Giorgio Armani. That's the name of a person. He doesn't have a name. <laughs> glory to God. I said glory to God. In every ways, the love for money is the root of evil. And yet we are blaming people. We are blaming our leaders. Have you ever bothered to ask yourself, if I'm in that position, what will I do? Praise God. Because, you know, because men have not found out the purpose of God for their life, they think the sky is too small for birds to fly. It's a parable. Am I communicating here? I've seen some people, the information they have, they can't share with their fellow origins. They are rather share it with foreigners so that when they look at me, I'm the one doing the best. Uh -huh. And that makes that person still a poor man or a woman. So, but anyway, let's come back here. The system of this world, the system of this world operate by strife. Everyone is competing. Oh, did this person just buy this brand new car? I I'm going to buy better. Who dressed the most? Ah, no, 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 no. I'm going to beat that person. That is the system of this world. Now, as a believer, the moment you begin to feel bad about yourself because someone is doing better than you are, ah, 
you are walking in the system of this world. Didn't you read in the scriptures, they all had all things in common. Everyone provided for one another. When the church came together, am I communicating here? They all had all things in common. So, in a Christian gathering, believers should be watching out for each other because God's purpose for our life is for men. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. So, because we know that this world only operates and functions in strife, that is where consecration is needed for the believer. That is where concentration, consecration is key for the believer. You might want to write this down. Consecration is the readiness to do God's will at this point in time. And please note, there cannot be consecration if you do not have options. I hope I'm, I'm very clear. If there are no options, you cannot say you are walking in consecration. So, in the midst of options lies consecration. Look at Matthew chapter 26. Am I communicating? Matthew 26, 39. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, father, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. So Jesus is thrown with, a, with an option. It's either for him to walk away from that assignment he was to accomplish for man or for him to go into it. And you know, there are people in ministry who are in ministry because they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. Praise God. But in the midst of choice or choices, you still decide to do things for God. In the midst of choices. In the, in the midst of choices. Praise God. Now, do you know that if the way I planned I was going to go about my career is for me to go and work in a public firm. And do you know what I will be earning today? <laughs> Let me not even mention it so that uh, some of you will, <laughs> will not carry a headache. <laughs> you say, ah, pastor. To work in a public firm, by now, I should be making more than 200000 in a year. More than. You know, go and research it. What it takes to work in a public, with the experience that I have. But I have to sit down. If I work in a public firm, ministry will not work again. I love to travel. Well, it's still part of my hobby. <laughs> I love to travel. I'll be traveling here and there. And in public firm, when you work overtime, they pay you what we call the billable hours. So it's not even the base salary that you're going to be receiving. When you work past a certain hour during the week, they now pay you. But I decided, when we got out of school, some of our friends, you know, they were getting jobs in this. I looked at my life and I said, ministry, if I go at the rate these people are going, I won't do ministry again. I went to look for a job Somewhere that will enable me, and I was not earning what I'm supposed to. 
when my friends and us gather, we are discussing like this. They are talking about how they are making money. <laughs> they ask me. I say, oh, man, it's very good. I, I, it's very good. I'm so much happy where I am. <laughs> so, consecration is making yourself ready to do what God wants. Even at a time where you are not happy. Praise God. I don't know if I'm communicating. 1 Corinthians 9.27. 9.27. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, Paul is not talking about him going to hell. He's talking about the work of ministry. Reward. Praise God. So, Paul consecrated himself. And Paul will now say in Acts chapter 5 verse 29, he said, we had rather obey God than obey men. We had rather obey God than obey men. So, it is consecration because what you are about to do doesn't please you. What you are about to do does not please you. Am I communicating? That is following God's plan for your life. That is following God's plan for your life. You remember the case of Lot? Abraham, he said, okay, choose which one is best for you. Lot looked at a land that appears to be flowing with milk and honey. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, opportunities most times are not always God's plan and purpose for your life. I don't know if I'm communicating here. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. I said, sir, we, we are born again. We attended the same school. You were hot for Christ. You became a pastor. I said, but don't let your case be a case of those pastors that became brothers because you have traveled overseas. You have forgotten the assignment that God gave to you, running after money and forgetting the plan of God for your life. Am I communicating? God forbid will I put my wants in front of God's plan for my life. Because at the end of the day, I want to be able to say, I have finished my course. Also remember Lot's wife, who turned around and turned into a pillar of salt. There are things in our lives that we should not be looking back to. You must stay on course. What? Does God want you to do? Don't just live your life. Oh, you know I'm a believer. That's how it ends. No. Your life. Thrown. When options are thrown at you. What are you deciding to do? You know. To really do the things of the world. You know it's very easy. No. How many of you know it's easy? Most especially when no eye is looking at you. Am I communicating to somebody here? Most especially when nobody is seeing you. No question. Who doesn't want to drive Tesla here? <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously. Yeah, you, have, you have not gone to that age yet. Praise God. It's not that I'm prophesying for you to drive. <laughs> or for you not to drive. But what is God's plan for my life after I have made the money? You know, I was listening to a preacher. I think he's from Jamaica. And the title of the sermon was, Ashes to Ashes, Dust to Dust, What Next? 
No, it's really a question we should ask ourselves because whatever we do here, if it does not have eternal value, we are not working in the plan and purpose of God. Ladies and gentlemen, our life does not end here. It doesn't. In fact, the life of a believer does not end. I don't want to get there at the Perugia and become ashamed because I refuse to leave my purpose. Oh, pastor, he who does not provide for his family, his worse than an infidel. Very correct. But that is not a purpose. It's your responsibility to provide for your family. What is God's purpose for your life? So, it does not rule out that you should not provide for your family. It's your responsibility. Why am I here? Why did I come through the family I came through? Why did I come through the nation I came through? Why am I in America today? Why am I in Christ Rehoboth Church now? Have you sat yourself down and asked yourself those questions? Praise God. I said praise God. So, by the time this life is over and you stand before Jesus, what is going to be your account? What is going to be your account? You know, Jesus, I just live the life I thought that is all there is. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 to 15. I will just read quickly. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builder thereon. But let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. For all that foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet, so as by fire. You remember we explained this and talked about when uh, the psalmist talked about vain, vanity. Amen. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 15. 58. Are you following me? 1558. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be, steadfast, be ye steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as your labor is not in vain. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 7, 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have fought a good fight. Praise God. I said praise God. So, these are supernatural things. All of God's divine purpose is always linked to man. And your purpose in life is always about serving God by serving men. And the truth is, you cannot say, I have fulfilled God's purpose for my life, or you have fulfilled God's purpose for your life if you are not serving men. So you have to be a servant of God for men. Because God's passion is for men. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God's love is for man. And so to fulfill your purpose, you have to walk in God's plan for men. Now, a question you must ask yourself and continue to ask yourself is, who am I living for? 
Am I living for myself? Who am I living for? Am I living for myself? God wants us to serve everybody. God wants us to serve everybody. He wants us to serve everybody. So who are you living for? Why are you here on earth? Have you just been living life for your own sake? For your family alone? How you even know, how you can even test that quickly is the type of prayer you pray. Do you always find yourself praying for yourself? Do you always find yourself trying to make sure everybody sees you? It's not about you. God's plan and purpose is not about you. And the question is, have you chosen right? Because God is not going to stop you from your desires. The question is, what have you chosen? Rise on your feet. I just want you to pray that at the point of choosing, you will not choose wrong. You will choose what is in the plan and purpose of God. Pray that prayer. I've always said to myself, God, don't let me do things that is not within the plan and purpose. Come on, pray that prayer. <laughs> that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I can say to myself, I have fought a good fight. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.